The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody. Um, happy Tuesday morning to you if you're in the a.m. part of the world and p.m. if you're not. <laughs> this is The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. You are going to be hosted today by the three cosmic amigos. <laughs> I am Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Glad to have you all here today. Um, we are um, going to be speaking today um, primarily about one of our favorite topics, and that is the mission of Jesus, I the true it. mission of Jesus. Yep. And I know we've visited this topic before, but I think we can um, plumb the depths a bit more here and probably never reach bottom well, or it, top. It, it's so, it's so <laughs> yeah. important, Tom, because if you don't understand, if we don't understand the true mission of Jesus Christ— then we don't know who we are. Yep. We don't know where we're going, and we don't know how to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. simple. Well, simple and profound. Um, yeah. Yes, I think one of the things that we have spoken about many times, um, and when we ever do, we always say, we don't mean to tweak you. We're not trying to upset your orthodoxy. If you are a believer in the, the Christian orthodox belief that Jesus died for your sins, well, that's something that you have chosen to believe, and we can respect that. What we're trying to do is present a perspective and a context that gives you a bigger idea by what Jesus really was out to do. Because he did die for our sins, actually. Yes. But the context is different than what orthodoxy teaches us. Exactly. And, and let's, let's pursue that a bit, because I think one of the things we've tried to make a point of before is that Jesus, his, the dying for the sins part was to basically bear the burden of our karma until we were able to bear it ourselves. Because we ultimately have a, a cosmic accountability to balance our karma. This is not something we can escape or dodge. And Jesus would never have taken that opportunity away from us. That would, not, that would have been antithetical to what he came to do. Well, I think it's important, too, to understand that karma is an impersonal law. I mean, nobody gets mad at gravity because something <laughs> falls to the ground. You know? I, I have before. It's convenient having gravity or we'd be floating off in space, I guess. <laughs> so we can't be angry at the law of karma. We need to understand it because it is impersonal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible tells us we have to, you know, every jot and tittle must be, must be balanced, must yeah. be done. So, you know, when you understand that karma is impersonal, then you understand that the law, you know, requires it to be redeemed, the Indeed. energy that's been disqualified. And, and, you know, if you were to boil what Jesus did down to a, just a kernel, basically he came and he was saying to the people, 
you know, there's a lot of things you haven't been told. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's it. And I'm going to tell you. And some people are not going like, to like to hear it. But these are the things that you need to know. Well, and, and, and a lot of what he said was changed over the course of time. Right. Church fathers uh, altered the teachings that they had been given, you know, three, four hundred years after Jesus' life. They were changing various, you know, very central tenets of their belief. And one of the things that I um, just want to make this point is that Jesus came as the rule, not as the exception. Mm-hmm. That what he came to show and demonstrate was a path that we all are intended to follow. He was not the only one. Right. And I think that's the concept. There is one Christ. It's a universal Christ that we each have within us. And we can realize that Christ by becoming one with it. With Jesus, obviously, Jesus the man demonstrated by becoming one with his Christhood. And he walked the earth as a living Christ. Yeah. And would you say that the divine inheritance that we can, can embrace is going to be embraced and claimed through our Christhood? Absolutely. I mean, look at what people are being told. You're a worthless sinner because God took pity on you. He sent his only son in the person of Jesus, not mm-hmm. the Christ, but they're right. saying the person. And, right. you know, he came and took all your karma now and forever. Does that really make sense? I, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, I can, you know, I can continue to do what I want and say, oh, God, I'm sorry, you know, take me into heaven. Or people that believe if Hitler on deathbed had a conversion, he's going to go to heaven and have <laughs> just the same heaven as everybody else. Uh-uh. I mean, does that make sense? Of course it doesn't. It does, it's not justice. And because there is justice, we have the opportunity to balance that karma and to understand that we are walking in the footsteps of Jesus. We are following him to our own personal Christhood. And by taking our karma for these past 2,000 years, he's given us time and space to get our act together. Yes. And this is the time. And now we have the violet flame to boot. So now we can say, okay, Lord, Jesus has done it for us long enough. We're ready to take accountability for our own karma. You know, space it out a little bit if you don't mind. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) not not only once, we'll balance it and so forth. So that's kind of the way we are now. And yes, Jesus Christ died for my sins. He is my Savior. I'll say that before God and man. No, yes. But it's understanding He saved me the opportunity to balance my karma so I might become all that God has intended me to become and you to become, which is to put on our Christhood and to make our ascension. And you mentioned one of our favorite topics, the violet flame. One of the things that uh, we can look at using this tool is that this is how our sins are, quote, washed away. You know, we hear that in the songs. We hear that in the, you know, the Christian anthems. We hear it in the, 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 the orthodox view is that, you know, our sins are indeed capable of being washed away. Mm-hmm. And the violet flame is a wonderful way to do that. And, and you know, I was just, uh, I was just sharing with, uh, with Sid before the show that our beloved Magda, uh, you know, Jesus' twin flame, has shared with us the fact that many people who have done uh, just amazingly good things do not get beyond the 45% because they don't have the violet flame. Now, I have to explain that for people listening. Okay. 45% of what? 45% of your karma balance. Yes. We have a dispensation where if you balance 51% of your karma now, you can earn your ascension. Right. And so here she is. She's talking about these these wonderful people who within the church and without the church who mm-hmm. have balanced. And the reason that they are not able to go beyond the 45% to pick up the last six, if you will, is because they, they, it's not necessarily that they don't have the violet flame, but particularly they don't, and they haven't found a guru. They don't understand the guru-chila yes. relationship. And so there you go. Well, very, very important point. This is something we'll, we'll visit in depth at another time, probably, okay. because it's such a rich field. But yes, the guru, 
Sheila relationship, we need the mentor, we need the friend, we need the guide. Right. You know, the masters and, have and, said that. Of course, there. you have to be careful you don't get the false guru because there are false <laughs> gurus out there. Right. So yeah. you can call to Jesus to be a guru if you want and your teacher, but we need that sponsorship. There's an equation here that we have not been taught growing up. And because we haven't been taught it, we don't act in, in the way that would be uh, bring us the freedom from the problems we're facing. But we continue to say, well, Jesus died for me. I'm done. Yeah. You know? And unfortunately, that belief has taken hold and taken root so deeply and taken so seriously by so many people. It's a wonder. I mean, I, I, I would think at some point they're going to wake up. I just, I, I pray. Well, orthodoxy is very powerful. <laughs> it you is. Know? And if you've been hearing it for the past, you know, 1,500 years or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's pretty well ingrained in there, isn't it? And it's, it's that sense of guilt that we feel. And we're not sure what it's for, whether it's the fall of Adam and Eve or whatever. But, you know, that's played upon, you know. And we're considered sinners. You know? Yes, we have sinned, but we are the creation of God in his image. And so we just got to clean up that, <laughs> that mess that we've made, so to speak. And then we can really be who, who God wants us to be. Yeah, yep. yeah. And, and I was thinking, too, you know, when you, when you study the common law, which is based on the Bible, and, and, and this country was founded pretty much on the common law to begin with, if a man stole $100 worth of something from another man, there were treble damages required. And so this is a little bit like karma. You can't just say, oh, I'm really sorry I stole the $100, you know. Um, hey, I'm still out the $100, you know. You yeah. may be sorry, but I'm still out the $100. So this is the karma. This is the way you balance your karma. You pay off your debts, and that's well, the way it was done. Yes, and we also know that the violet flame can allow us to mitigate the repayment. It does not have to necessarily be every jot and tittle for right. every jot and tittle. I mean, we have to balance that karma but if we do the violet flame, we can mitigate the repayment. Well, not only does it transmute the karma, but if there's a debt there that can be paid through others, it can be paid through the violet flame too. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some things we have to learn through physical experience. You know, we have to, you know, stub our toe or whatever it is <laughs> to learn the lessons. So, right. you know, it's not a free ride either, but it can change the equation of your life. And, of course, we've talked about this numerous times. Daily use of the violet flame transmutes the karma of that day as much as the great law will allow. It allows you to make progress, to go forward and not be so burdened with the weight of your own karma or other people be burdened by it either. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we always invite you to go to tsl.org slash violet flame. Go to the search bar. Look up violet flame. We've got books. We've got CDs. We've got DVDs. The point is that the violet flame is a very, very powerful elixir. It's something that will, in fact, allow you to feel that cleansing forgiving, merciful action in your body, in your soul, in your mind. I mean, it's amazing what it can do if you just try it. Yeah. You know, some people are afraid of taking accountability. I think, God, what I've, not only what I've done in this life, but what about <laughs> my, all my other lives? And it is, you know, it's kind of a, something to consider. Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> but you know what? There's something also about the integrity and honor of our souls that says, yes, I have made mistakes. I've harmed part of life. I want to right that wrong. Indeed. God, give me the opportunity to right it. Give me the violet flame. Give me a path of service. Give me a, a, a master-disciple relationship to teach me and to grow so that I can become who I am. And, you know, if you get to heaven on somebody else's free pass, what, is it, what kind of self-respect can you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's true. And by the way, and we've said this before, too, is that when you satisfy the requirements for your ascension and you have not yet balanced 100% of your karma, you still need to balance it even in the ascended state. 
It except, isn't. You, except it's much easier to do it in the physical. It's much easier to do it, it here. Yeah. Because once you're up there, you don't have the interactions with people on this earth plane. So there, there's kind of a plus minus going on there. And I think that if people realize that balancing half of your karma, 51%, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many lifetimes did it take to accumulate it? Well, many of you us, know? we've been taught, we're over that 51% in the past before this dispensation. Oh. And we went back. Yeah. You know, and, we were backsliders, back. as they say in the Christian <laughs> vernacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I don't want to be a backslider anymore, you know. I want to keep <laughs> moving and keeping forward. It doesn't mean you don't stumble and fall. It doesn't mean you have, don't have problems or, you know, challenges. But it means you have a forward momentum that says, each day I'm going to strive to do what I can do that day to move forward on my personal path of spiritual growth to help others and to help the planet. And we're always forgiven. And, and, you know, I've been listening to uh, uh, some material on the violet flame that, that uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet has been giving about about the science of it and what it actually does. And it's just mm-hmm. so amazing. I mean, it's not just some words and then try and visualize uh, the picture violet, you know, or the color violet. It's amazingly scientific. Well, indeed. And you mentioned Elizabeth Clare Prophet. In just a few minutes, we're going to be listening to a lecture excerpt from um, – a lecture that she gave called Christ's Ascension in You. This is remarkable. It's only about 11 minutes, and uh, it's going to be actually, we're going to go to a break here in just a few moments. We'll come back, and that's what we're going to listen to. She elaborates on this very topic, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Christhood, the Ascension, um, using violet flame, uh, getting where we really need and want to go because this is our divine inheritance, and getting past the miasma of. Orthodox Christianity, and I don't mean to insult anybody, but the fact is that it's limited in its focus and context. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the things that she wanted to to open up, and of course that's what Jesus came to do as well. And, and I think we've been taught as well that when people pass on and go over the other side and get up to heaven, etheric plane, or whatever you want to call it, a lot of the fundamentalist Christians are pretty angry when they find out they've been misled because of the mm-hmm. lost opportunity. That, means, that doesn't mean that every person that preaches that doctrine is a bad person. It just means they have been taught it as well, and you know, they believe it. They're sincere, many of them, but it just isn't true. So yeah. that's the problem. And we kind of know who's behind that, uh, and we'll probably touch on those guys <laughs> uh, in our third segment today. But let's, um, let's go to a break now. When we come back, we'll hear that lecture excerpt um, from Elizabeth Clare Prophet, Christ's Ascension in You. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. 
To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And thanks for this, everyone. We are back on The Open Door. Now, we just got through with Easter. Yes. Now, if you're listening to this in the archives, of course, that's not going to be relevant. <laughs> but today is April 22nd. We just had Easter. We had Easter Holy Week. And, of course, we know that Jesus ascended. Now, the relevancy of Jesus' ascension is only made clear when we realize that we are intended to follow in his footsteps. That is the focus, the core message we want to deliver today is that Jesus came as the rule, not as the exception. And now we're going to listen to a lecture excerpt from Elizabeth Clare Prophet, which she delivered in Kansas, I think, in 1987. It's been a while. Uh-huh. And this was part of the Lost Years, Lost Teachings of Jesus. And this particular lecture was entitled Christ's or Jesus' Ascension in You. So without any further ado, here it is. It is wonderful to be with you to celebrate the Ascension of the Lord and Savior of the Piscean Age, Jesus Christ. Truly our friend and our brother, one who said before Abraham was, I am. And in the beginning as in the ending, we are in the heart of this Christ, the Son of Man who made plain the way of the individualization of that Christ flame. Through his great example, our souls are restored to the path of union with this universal Christ, this bridegroom. And through that union, we may follow him all the way in the resurrection and the ascension. For those on the path of an inner walk with Christ, this truly is a day of days of all the year itself. This is the culmination of his descent into matter, his victory unto the light. The relevancy of Jesus' ascension is only made clear when we realize that we are intended to follow in his footsteps. Since I was a very small child, I was determined to know and to understand the meaning of this passage. Jesus said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. My meditation upon this word has brought me to the sacred heart of Jesus, to this mission, to the quickening of an ancient memory, of having been called long ago to be one of the ones who would restore in this age the mysteries that are sacred, the years that have not been recorded, 
the teachings that have been lost and to deliver the word. I know you are here because you have heard the call of your Lord within and that you desire to know the mysteries of God which is written in Revelation should be finished, to know the everlasting gospel that the angel comes with in the heavens carrying that everlasting gospel. It is an hour when the heavens open, the archangels speak to us and they do reveal the mystery of Christhood for every son and daughter of God upon earth. This is the rejoicing of the end of this age. This is the reason we give a great shout to the heavens and cry, Alleluia, for the Lord is risen and he is risen in me this day. I would like then to simply give to you the simple recordings that we are left with in the sacred scriptures and then go on with what we may build upon them. Mark concludes his gospel simply saying, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Therefore we expect even today that this one who ascended to heaven, this ascended master, Jesus Christ, is walking and working with us with signs following. Never apart from us, we understand the meaning of his presence that he desires to work his works through each one of us because he has risen to the Father. Luke concludes, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. We tarry in the city four square, the city four square of matter, we tarry in the base of our pyramid, for we are waiting for that fullness of the Holy Ghost upon us, each one, for only by God can we deliver the living word of a living Savior. And so he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God because his spirit was with them. We rejoice because God is with us and we see in the land today many who have no joy and no rejoicing for the heaviness of world karma that is upon them. We have acute clinic depression we have every form of disease, we have cynicism, we have drugs in our temples and impure foods. All of these things weigh down the people. Where is the joy of the Lord? It can be found in his lost teachings. That is why we must drink at that fount. We must know what he spoke and we must remember that Jesus promised to send us another comforter. And this comforter would come as the enlightener to bring to our remembrance what I have said to you. 
Everything that I have taught you, Jesus said, the Comforter will bring to your remembrance. I believe that many of you walked and talked with Jesus 2,000 years ago, and this is why you believe in the fullness of his glory unto yourself in this day and age. And I believe you understand what it means to be reminded of what Jesus told you long ago, or two centuries ago, or 10,000 years ago. For Jesus is the I Am, who was with us in the beginning and before Abraham was. Always the world teacher and the one who would prod us to discover the inner Christ within ourselves. So bringing to our remembrance his lost teachings, we know that none can take them from us. The baptism by the Holy Ghost is the experience of the mystics, of those who understand that that spirit within us is a magnet for the spirit descending. The true baptism of the Holy Ghost is not only a conversion, but it is a rescue of our souls. It is the opening of a life that is only lived in God and in Christ and in all of the heavenly hosts and saints, the saints robed in white who are known as the Great White Brotherhood. This brotherhood of saints consists of those who have followed Jesus in this ritual of the Ascension, which we celebrate this evening. Hence they are called Ascended Masters, and these are those such as you and I who are passing through earth as pilgrims, pilgrims who love peace and freedom and who understand that there is a mission to be fulfilled, there are things to be resolved, and there is another world waiting. We are very much in physical embodiment and very much desirous of bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth while we are here. We are not otherworldly, but we desire to take the truth of God and to prove that it makes a difference. To set an example to show that in everything that people do, God is there and his holiness is in them if they will but celebrate it and cherish it. And so the receiving of the Holy Ghost is something we seek daily because it is not a one-time event, because the Spirit increases as we are able to receive it. And the more we receive of that Spirit, the more we are transformed and healed, the more light the cells of the body contain, the more we are illumined. And so it is a never-ending process until the hour when this body can no longer contain the light that the soul has magnetized and therefore the soul exchanges the terrestrial body for the celestial, the earthly body for the heavenly. It is an altogether natural transition and a natural graduation from a schoolroom where we shall have learned life's lessons and be prepared for a continuing service. Now are we the sons of God, said John the beloved disciple. And it hath not yet appeared what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now are we the sons of God. 
But there is only one begotten Son of God. It is the universal Christ. Therefore, the many sons of God are intended to be the breaking of the bread of life of this whole loaf of the cosmic Christ. Each individual one of us then putting on, identifying with, and realizing that universal Christ. There is one Lord, one Christ, but many vessels, infinite vessels to pour an infinite light. God is where you are, lawfully and truly, according to the true teachings of Jesus. <laughs> God is where you are. Now, we believe that Jesus came to demonstrate the path of Christhood. Why don't more people follow it? Let's pursue that angle when we come back. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. 
That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And once again, we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Um, today, we are talking about Jesus' true mission, the path of the ascension, the path of, uh, the path of Christhood. Now, I want to put that question out there. Are those two, the path of the ascension and the path of Christhood, synonymous? Well, um, I would say that they are different. I mean, we separate them when we talk about them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, They're both part. I mean, the path of yeah. Christ, it is the path of your ascension. Right. Um, you can be a walking Christ. Jesus proved that prior to his ascension. So you can walk the earth as a Christ without making your ascension. But obviously, once you made it, you're pretty well assured of going home when you leave that way. <laughs> well, so, d- just like in the course of a day, you know, the old saying, what would Jesus do? If you, if you do something like Jesus would do it, then you become Christ-like in, in that action. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah. but you haven't made the ascension yet. No, but I, one leads to the other. One leads I guess to the that other. was the sort of the yeah. point I wanted to make. And w- while we're on the subject of Christhood, uh, we can say with some degree of certainty that Buddhahood is probably a pretty synonymous path. Well, it is. I mean, the path of the Buddha is through the crown chakra. Mm-hmm. The path of Christ is through the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. So there's different paths up the mountain. Right. Um, but certainly Jesus was a Buddha. Obviously, he had that attainment. Mm-hmm. And so it's an understanding of the different aspects of God and that there are ways, different ways home. But in essence, they are the same way. Yeah. yeah. Now, by the way, um, lest we forget here, if you go to tsl.org and you look at the uh, search bar in the bookstore, um, type in there lost teachings or lost years, and you're going to find a lot of material that you're really going to like. Um, the Lost Years of Jesus um, is a remarkable volume. The Lost Teachings are actually multiple volumes. I think there are four, maybe four. F- I think, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's quite a lot anyway, and you'll find them fascinating reading and great life study. So the Lost Teachings and the Lost Years of Jesus, you can find those at tsl.org in our bookstore and, of course, on Amazon. Probably if you ask your Barnes & Noble clerk, they'll uh, look it up for you if they don't have it in stock and get it. So, you know. You know, there. we call them lost teachings, but in a way that's a misnomer. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say. I mean, they were stolen, basically. Yeah, right. These were the teachings that Jesus gave to the people and to his disciples. And they were taken out of the Bible as mm-hmm. we have it now. And if we understand, the Bible is, Bible is Holy Scripture, but it has been doctored. Uh, doctored. And I, <laughs> I think that's an unfortunate thing, but it's, if you understand that, because people will say, uh, you know, it clearly says in the Bible, Jesus died for my sins, I don't have to do anything else, once and for all. Uh, you know, but there's just as many quotes in there that were left in there that says, you know, uh, as a man so, so, so shall they reap. You know, every man shall bear his own burden. Every man will be judged according to their works. And by every word they proceed out of the mouth of God. So you can see there's some contradictions in there. So there are essence and great truths in the Bible, but you do have to understand it has been changed and altered. And, you know, that you bring up a point, too, about the fact that we are, as ascending beings, we are not judged on our faith. We are judged on our works. Indeed. And I think that's a distinction that needs to be made. A lot of people believe that by their faith they will be saved. The Bible never says that. It says by your works. Well, faith is, is a wonderful thing. Of course and, it is. And, and, you know, key to the spiritual path. But it's only part of the equation. And, you know, there are many dear, wonderful people that are, are very loving, very kind. They have the best of intentions. And that says something for them. But it doesn't change the law. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't change the law of karma. And no matter how much love you have or how much good intentions you do, you've got to balance your karma. It's got to be dealt with when you're there. And you can't make your ascension until, as we talked for at least 51%. So it doesn't mean that people aren't wonderful people, don't have great love in their hearts and great faith. But it's only part of the equation. 
And that's what we tr- are trying to communicate here, that there's another part of this that each one of us needs to know if we're really going to get home to God. And I think this raises the question, do we believe that the paths of Christhood and ascension are possible without an understanding of karma? Well, it is possible because some have made it. But I tell you, it's, this, it's the thinnest of the thin, no so to speak. And, you know, we're all still here, quite frankly. Yes. And so we haven't made it yet. So, um, but have you have this understanding, it changes your whole mindset, the way you look at life, what you think about when you wake up in the morning. And, you know, we heard earlier, God, God being, Mrs. Prophet said, God is where you are. Well, if God is where you are, then you're going to order your life in a different way. It's going to matter what you do. And people that say, well, what difference does it make? I'd like to relax with a drink or marijuana or whatever. What difference does it make? Well, what the difference it makes is it keeps you apart from God. It actually sends up a, a chemical blockade, I might add, to the presence, feeling the presence of God. But, you know, then you do things differently. If you understand God is where you are, you have a place to go, but you've got to get there. And I think yeah. that that's really a great point, um, Sid, that those things that we sometimes choose to do keep us separate from God. And that's not what our souls want. Right. <laughs> and having the understanding of karma and reincarnation, uh, these, these are major, major things. Because no what they do is they just absolutely turn. They, they, are, they put the tumblers, you know, in such a way so that the big, huge safe opens up. And <laughs> all of a sudden, you've got all these magnificent teachings that will lead you to your ascension. I mean, what if I hadn't tum- stumbled upon these things? I, I, I get to the other side and I think, oh, my gosh. I blew it I, again. I, yeah. Well, I've got to go back again. And, and sadly, sometimes that's the only way we find it is by stumbling upon it. Right. It's not being broadcast to us. It's not being taught to us. We're not being given the benefit of the truth that could be taught to but us. those that seek the truth will, will find, find it. it. You know, and it's not, I mean, you call it stumbling in a way it is, but another way, if we are really sincere in our desire to know the truth, the angel will bring us to that truth. And let's face it, you are hearing this radio show today. Yes, indeed. And, you know, another point I want to make is that people do not have to leave their churches to study the teachings of the Ascended Masters not to give the violent flame decrees. I mean, we have our formal church, and we have our university, and we have other things. If people want to pursue that under our umbrella, so to speak. But that's the magnificent thing, is that you can take these teachings, you can take the violet flame, you can take them back into your synagogues, you can take them into your mosques, you can take them wherever you want to, and you can alter those things on the, on, on the planetary scene that are not right. You know, we've talked before about how our pathways, each of us to the truth, have been sometimes a crazy quilt. I mean, go from one thing to another. I know in my life I went through probably 15 different phases of spirituality, I kept getting ignited by certain truths or certain things I thought I understood, and then something else would come along and I would veer off to the right and go in another direction. When these teachings finally, and I got to say that I was a bit of a hard case, (laughs) but when I finally opened my eyes and I embraced them, that crazy quilt of my life just came together. Suddenly, every step I took made sense, and if somebody had taken one of those steps away, I might not be here. Right. So we never, ever, ever want to take anybody away from whatever path they're following because that would be the wrong thing to do. Until they're ready. Until they're ready, yeah. Yeah, And want to. And I think as a keeper of the flame, which is a fraternity we have, you can join and study Mm -hmm. the teachers, set of masters. 
you can belong to any church you want, yeah, or no are. church for that matter. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. no, there's no requirements to do that. And there are truths in all churches. Let's face it. I mean, in every church, I mean, we were talking about Padre Pio before the show today. Yeah. And what a magnificent soul. And, of course, he's an ascended master now, came out of the Catholic tradition, mm-hmm. as many great saints did. Yes. But, you know, you can be where you are and pursue these teachings. Mm-hmm. And it's incremental. You don't have to, you know, take everything <laughs> at once and say, okay, I accept everything I hear. You know, take it as you can. Have Jesus to tutor you, to teach you, to show you the way. But you'll feel that inner knowing. There's something that says, yeah. I may not understand it all, but there's something here. And this point of Christhood, and there is a path for me. I know it's true because I can feel it in my being. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, those of you listening, you probably understand what we're saying here is that this is a magnetic attraction that we're talking about. This is something that we are compelled to follow because we have opened our eyes, our minds, our souls to this reality, and it is a magnificent, joyful, transcendent reality. It is it's hard to put into words. Well, it's, it's a, the greatest opportunity we've had for tens of thousands of years. Yeah. And so recognizing, hey, this is an opportunity. I need to be honest in my heart and see if it's, it's right for me, if this is the path for me, if God, this is where God is leading me. Because we don't want to miss the boat, so to speak, because what happens with so many people when they get to the other side after the, the, <laughs> the, the transition called death is they are embarrassed because they haven't taken advantage of opportunity. And you know, you're your own judge. You sit and judge yourself in terms of what you did in this lifetime. And you're probably tougher on you than, than other people might be. But the, the worst thing is lost opportunity. Oh, can you imagine hearing that up there? What? <laughs> yeah, I know. You mean, you mean what? And, and this is not a motivator. This is not a guilt oh, motivator. You better do it or else. That's yeah, not it at all. I know. But it's, it's co-measurement. It's understanding. It's the equation of time and space we are in right now. The door is open. Let's take advantage of that, and let's walk as, as far as Jesus will take us by the hand Indeed. and see where that is. Well, I've got to ask this question. We've asked it before. I've got to ask it again. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible that today's religious and church leaders actually realize that they're denying such an essential understanding of the path from us? Well, <laughs> I don't think many of them do think that they're denying it. I think there's a lot of, a lot of really good souls, you know, in the, you know, I kind of come from the Christian fundamental area, sort of. Mm. Well, I mean, I was raised... Uh, I knew of, there was something about you, Terry. I just, <laughs> well, I wasn't, I wasn't raised in that. I was raised Episcopalian, but, oh. but my brothers and sisters and a lot of my family have, have kind of gone into... It's, it's not Episcopal, but it's more of a... I don't know what you call it. Um, fundamental Christian... Yeah. yeah. Way it's kind of, of broad, yeah. broadband Christianity. Yeah. And, and there are... Uh, <laughs> there's just a lot of good people that, yeah. that think that they're on the... They feel as though they're really doing the right thing. Yeah, and I don't raise that question to condemn anybody. No. I, I, I ask it because you think at some point that these people who are so on fire with this, this truth that they're passionate about yeah. would realize there's something more. You, you know, know what I could add here, Thomas? For a lot of people, it's a lack of self-worth. Mm-hmm. They believe the lie that they're unworthy. Yeah. Okay? And if you believe that because of things you've either done in this lifetime or other other lifetimes, and believe me, we've done everything there is to do on this planet yep. in terms of bad things. So none of us are exempt <laughs> from that. And the Ascended Masters have been and, through the and same And you carry things. that in your being, yeah. then part of you says, oh, how could I possibly think that God is in me? You know, how could I possibly think that I could be like Jesus? Because look at all the bad things I've done. Mm-hmm. So there is that mindset, so to speak. But, you know, going back a little further, the decision to change the true teachings of Jesus Christ was a conscious decision. Oh. Talk about those in embodiment. There are fallen angels in embodiment that wanted to keep the truth from the children of God because once they knew the truth, 
then their days would be numbered. And they've done a pretty good job of obscuring the truth these past 2,000 years until now. And the truth would not only set you free, it's the most powerful force in the universe. It will be the end of the fallen angels because they (laughs) steal the light of the light bearers through this guilt and all the things they do and, and, and various techniques they have, whether it's drugs, rock music, uh, the media. You know, once they, could, they can no longer steal our light, they can't exist because they're cut off from God. Yeah, right. They have none of their own. And, and I was thinking that the Library of Alexandria did not burn down because there was a pile of dirty, oily rags in a closet. <laughs> it, was, it was the guys without the horns and without the, pitch, you know, the pitchfork tails that looked like you know, just regular people. Keep the oh, truth. Yeah. Keep the that truth. wanted to take the truth from the people. And, and this is not a witch hunt, as we said no. before. We're not trying to say who's a fallen and who isn't. That's up to God. No. But understand the vibration. Because a lot of good people, you know, support things that are not the truth. It doesn't mean they're bad people. No. Right. And we're shedding light on opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're doing nothing else, that's one of the things we want to say is you have an opportunity here. That You have a choice. You have free will. Try this one. <laughs> you're going to be <laughs> glad you did. Uh, anyway, on that note, uh, we are up against another break, uh, but please stay with us. We have one more segment to go, and we've got plenty of questions yet to ask and answer. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be Extraordinary. Be the change. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And yes, indeed, we are back for one more segment. Thanks for staying with us. Now, come, coming uh, into the break, I looked across and I saw Sid looking at me and <laughs> realized that we need to make sure we end on a note of joy. And um, you know, the uplifting part of this whole process and opportunity is really the central core of it. And before we go there, I just wanted to share something with you because I'm always on the outlook for little humorous things. And um, one of the great uh, modern masters of Fun Shui is uh, Swami 
Beyond Ananda, who some of you may be familiar with. And he wrote this. I just wanted to share with you. He said, enlist the world's religions to do something useful. Prayer works. According to Dr. Larry Dossey and others who have studied the healing power of prayer, surgery patients who were prayed for tended to heal more quickly. Not only that, but if the people who were doing the praying were also prayed for, results were even better. And it worked regardless of the language or religion they were praying in. Instead of engaging in that childish and destructive game, my dogma's better than your dogma, the major religions would do better to organize a worldwide prayer competition. It could be called the Godwill Games and donate the proceeds to ending spiritual hunger on the planet. Regardless of who wins the playoffs, everyone will benefit. <laughs> there. Oh, Tom, you find some of the most interesting things. I God know. bless you. I know. I'm attracted to them, or they are attracted to me. <laughs> Isn't Jesus fun talking about, though? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I he, he's the epitome this. of joy. I know. <laughs> talk, talk to us about joy. You married one, and I married a part of a one. Yeah. Joyce and joy. joy. Yes, indeed. You know, I think that, you know, if you step back and, you know, as we're getting, you know, closer to the end of our lives, you know, regardless <laughs> of how old we are, we're getting closer every day, I guess. Yeah. And I think, well, what did I do in my lifetime? You know, did I do what I wanted to do? And I was sharing with my daughter recently, I said, you know, I have done exactly what I wanted to do. It doesn't mean I've done anything right, but I wanted to search for God. That mm-hmm. was my goal in this life. And I've done it, you know, and the fact that I found this truth, that God is in me, that I do have the potential to become the Christ. There's a place for me in heaven that is unique because my Christhood is unique, there's unique qualities that only I can bring to this universe. Yeah. And this is the same for you and every one of us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> it does. Isn't that reason to celebrate, to be full of joy, that at long last, as meanderings I've gone for God only knows how many tens of thousands of years and how many times I've gotten lost or confused or, or whatever, suddenly opportunity is here, the truth is here, and my soul is joyous. Do you know your soul can be joyous? Your soul can be sad. When you do things that don't take you closer to God, yeah. your soul is in grief and in mourning and is hurting. Well, let's, let's make our souls happy. Let's treat our souls and let's love them because they are our inner child by pursuing that truth that we have. And if you want joy in your life, it's not through outer things, through you know, substance abuse or and entertainment or whatever. It's feeling the presence of God within you, feeling that light within you and feeling that you are special to God. You have something to do and give and that by what you do each day, this planet, this universe is different. And don't think the little things don't count because they do count. Mm. They count on your personal path, your balance and your karma and for the light that can be released on this planet because it is an equation of light and darkness here. It's not predestined. It's, pre, it's God's will to be a golden age, but it'll only be a golden age if the light is greater than the darkness. And by you drawing forth light, you can have part in that victory. Indeed. And, and if you choose to touch the hem of this garment, your soul will smile. And you'll feel that smile. You'll feel that joy welling up inside you. I remember once um, somebody referred to that experience as the cosmic joke. And I, I didn't get it then because they were talking about something that I couldn't quite understand. But when I put these teachings in that particular context, there was no joke. It was this welling up of joy. It was this laughter that could just not be stilled. I could feel it just over, overtaking me. And I felt, oh, I'm home. I have touched the hem of the garment of the truth. I know what I'm about. And as you said, Sid... And I agree, I came also to find the truth, to find the light, 
to follow that pathway home finally after, as you said, how many countless lives have we lived getting to this point? Here it is, the opportunity again. You found it, smile. And, and you know, I think about the, the joy of a child, the joy of a young, a young teenager, let's say, where, where the soul is beginning to uh, have a sense of what they've come to do. Mm-hmm. And there is, there's, there's this, this beauty in this joy, uh, which is lost when they get into substance abuse and when they get into any, any manner of things that are put upon them by the fallen ones. Well, that contribution you came to make can't be made. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the masters have taught that they would not win our victory for us even if they could because they will not deny us the joy of that ultimate victory in God. Mm-hmm. You can hold your head up high, not in pride, but in joy that you have done that which God has asked you to do. And this is the key to eternal life because remember, until you make your ascension, we are not immortal. No, only through your ascension to become immortal. So this is why we're willing to roll up our sleeves to face the sometimes unpleasant consequences of our past karma and to deal with them and to right the wrongs. And it is work, but it's work with a purpose. Work with a purpose. And I know, Terry, you, your, your history is rich with contributing to the joy through song, mm. through melody, through lyrics, through capturing that experience. You know, and I think that we were talking just a moment ago about each of us has a divine blueprint. Each of us has a reason for being. Each of us has a particular thumbprint to put on life. That's right. You know? That's right. And when I found the teachings, I started writing songs that, that were yeah. of, of some value. You know, prior to that, I, I tried and I really couldn't come up with anything, <laughs> you know. But, you know, and I listened to these old recordings of, of myself and some of these original songs that I wrote. And I, and I, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of an innocence there that, you know, that can't be replicated. I, I couldn't try to re-record it because when I listen to it, I think, man, I was just fresh on the path and I was alive with St. Germain in my heart, you know? <laughs> yeah. My brother asked me who St. Germain was and I wanted to tell that story. <laughs> yeah. And there is a lot of joy in the music, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> and, and anyone that's ever God. heard me saying, no, that's not the gift that God has given me. <laughs> Yours is a different blueprint. <laughs> it's nice you're wearing blue today, too. Uh, <laughs> Oh. Well, each person has their own gifts, and they really do need, they've, they've, there's something they've come to do, and they need to do it. Well, and I think a lot of us recognize, uh, as we're growing up, that there are certain things we seem to do pretty well. There are things that we often even maybe wonder, why did I, why am I good at that? Right. You probably came into this lifetime with many other lifetimes of attainment musically. Yes. You know, and yeah. Sid, I mean, certainly you have, you have been a teacher <laughs> for sure, many times. Well, I think there's two parts of this. One is taking advantage of, you know, the, the good that you've done. And of course, we know in our causal body, for mm-hmm. instance, in music, is on the green ray. So you probably have a very large green ray. And so you can draw on whatever ray is your mm-hmm. talent to give to God. Right. And then as part of that, too, the other side of that case, too, we got to kind of bring up the other parts of us that are, are a little neglectful, you know, that we <laughs> haven't, because we have to have a balanced threefold flame. Yes, Power, indeed. wisdom, and love. So if we're a little short on the love flame and a little big on the power, then obviously we've got to bring them to balance, which is another requirement for the ascension. But, you know, the great thing about this is you don't have to figure it out for yourself. God will take you by the hand and lead you. Mm -hmm. We'll do our part. We'll study those things that have been taught. But I can tell you, after 40 years on this path, (laughs) God takes you where he wants you to go. And if you're obedient and faithful and sincere in your desire, he will bring you the tests, the challenges, the karma, 
and the joys of overcoming. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And, 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 if we, and that doesn't mean you do everything right the first time either. No, and I think that's one of the things I was just going to say is that don't expect <laughs> perfection. We're not here to perfect the human. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Just be willing to get up in humility and say, I made a mistake. I'm going to learn from this mistake, and I'm going to go on. And, and, and you God know, will forgive you even before you ask. And the will of God is <laughs> is so much fun once yes. you once you understand that it's not this. Ooh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, but it, it looks like that from a distance. It does, yeah, with. yeah. And I think a lot of people are kind of afraid of what they think it might be like yeah. when they get there. Well, what's God going to ask me to do? Well, you yeah. know what happens is as you pursue the path and the spiritual path. Those things fall away. They do. They're no longer part of your life anymore, and you don't even desire them anymore. So it's not that God takes things from you. It's you said, I want to get rid of these because they're a block to where I want to go. And if we uh, apply the principle of gratitude to those steps that we take, no matter how we either successfully negotiate them or not, if we embrace those with gratitude, we get the lesson much, I think, better, certainly from a higher perspective. And then we say, Lord, I am worthy. Make me worthier still. Yeah. And, you know, we have community, and I know we're going to do a show on this. I we think, are, in the future. Yes. You know, we have brothers and sisters that are like us, that, that have the same goals, that know that there is more out there. And they can help us. They support each other as we each take these tests, because we are going to walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ on the path of our personal Christhood. It's the way it works. It's the law. And so we're not doing it alone. We mm-hmm. have brothers and sisters that can help us, but we're going to walk that by ourselves, and we're going to honor Jesus by becoming that which he is, which is the Christ. Not, we're not putting ourselves equal to Jesus because he has great attainment, but we can be equal in the sense of putting on our Christhood, and that's what he wants us to do. Amen. God, Amen. what a fun show. <laughs> oh, well, thanks again, everyone, for being with us. Um, we've come to the end of another show. Another hour has evaporated. Um, and again, thank you. I mean, uh, with, without you, there's no point of us doing this, really. So, and, and you know, there's that that web radio at tsl dot org. <laughs> Thank if you, Terry. <laughs> if you connect there, you can give us comments and ask questions. Web radio at tsl dot org, and we will answer your mail. Yes. Thank you Indeed. for listening out there. Thank you very much. And as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, <laughs> the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. (laughs) 